Hey everybody, welcome to the Combo Wombo Podcast. It's your host, Mr. Gimpy and Chipped Monk. What's going on, brother? What's happening, bro? I texted you earlier this week, and like we talked about it. Um, I was like, there's this new DLC, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Injustice 2. This shit's hype. I was like, you're like, bro, that shit came out almost three years ago, bro. They don't even work on that game. I was like, but I just saw the super cut on YouTube. <laughs> My man's uh, watching YouTube on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I don't, whatever the YouTube algorithm was like, hey, man, check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think you'd be interested. I'm like, yeah, let me see that. <laughs> uh, they're good, man. I remember playing in the arcade, four-player arcade. This is like the first time I've seen like anything like that with uh, four players all side by side. It was like that game and like X-Men, like I spent all the money on. Like oh, uh, if you yeah. get to the arcade, like any birthday party or anything, like with you and your buddies, four-player, beating them up, side-scrolling adventures, dude. Like that was uh, what it was about. And like up until that point, I, I played River City Ransom. Uh, yeah, yeah, River City Ransom like, was great. a completely different thing, dude. Like, uh, and like, I think before that, I think the only thing I'd saw that was like that was like Double Dragons. Double Dragons was the arcade banger, dude. That was the game. No, let me ask you this. Did you play Double Dragon in the arcade or did you play it on the Nintendo first? On the arcade, dude. That's okay, so you had the better experience because uh, 99% of people played it on the NES first or 99% of people I've, I know. And uh, the first Nintendo Double Dragon did not have my all of my facts are well researched, and okay. you take that you take that as gospel. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like uh, when I was editing these, shocking yeah. how accurate we are, like with our facts. <laughs> I got I'm like, like a compendium of general video game knowledge. The dates might yeah. be off, but I swear, like, like I don't remember <laughs> shit. Like a little off, but <laughs> the dates are a little <laughs> off, but the, the, but like the main message is usually there. Cause uh, like, I might be wrong in some things like, like who won the, you know, who won the final four, six years ago. I might be off on that, but like gaming knowledge, I, I've fucking on it. But uh, yeah, my point being a uh, double dragon, the first NES game, didn't actually have two player. Um, oh, man. Double Double Dragon Two is what people remember, but they always will go, "Yeah, you had to fight each other at the end." That was in two, bro. It, it like it wasn't in one on the NES. Uh, you had to wait for that. It was either in the arcade or whatever. You had yeah, to fight like your brother. The arcade and like some of the best times were like with my little bro uh, playing that uh, in the arcade. So my like, uh, when, it was uh, like. Uh, past like it's prime so it's like in one of these arcades where it's like at a rec center but it was like free games so we just like be in there playing it, the life out of that machine uh my sister and i uh so growing up i mean i was obviously the one who played video games more my sister is 10 months younger than me so we're very close in age um but streets of rage was our shit back in the day man so that that game the music the story actually was pretty dope and uh just characters at um the special moves after for streets of rage 2 best beat em up of all time if you ask me uh it, it was just it was just is that the one with the uh, capcom and it's like the governor's a wrestler that's uh final fight uh okay. streets of rage streets of was rage. direct competition with the home oh. version of final fight uh final fight uh really took beat em ups and put it and took them to a whole new level because before Final Fight, you had like Double Dragon, River City Ransom, things like that, where they were popular, but they didn't really take a lot from like fighting games just yet. 
Final Fight added like special moves and really giant sprites. (laughs) And yes, wrestler is a governor. Uh, We got Kane. uh, uh, What's that in Arkansas? He's a mayor, right? The demon Kane. And uh, in Minnesota, we had Jesse the Body Ventura as governor. So. Uh, either in Arkansas or in Minnesota, you know, you have wrestlers as politicians. Um, is Jesse lost where his gonna mind, happen. bro? <laughs> like, dude, uh, I think that, you know, we take those beat up plots and, you know, like, uh, let's say like a biker gang or whatever kept spiking yeah. the water supply and Jesse's a big fan of just gulp, big gulp in water. Right. Dude, and I watched him, that's what happened to him. About, He's like, just um, solely mind controlled. He was like, uh, I was out there fishing with beluga whales and then they come right up to you. And he's like, and I, I heard about like the poachers who are killing all the fish. And I was like, I could go stop these people. This right on my wheel set of skills. He was like, I was a Navy SEAL. I could blow up their ships and murder them with a knife. It'd be so easy. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, this like, man is just talking about his role in Predator. <laughs> I know, dude. He's getting flashbacks to Predator, dude. <laughs> like, Shit, wouldn't you, man? It's like... It's like that, uh, that was damn great. alien. Was a, that movie was fantastic. Um, yeah. I I quote him all the time, like around Halloween time when when like everyone's thinking about Predator again. He's like, "I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus," is one of them, <laughs> and uh, we cocks the shotgun. It goes. I like to keep this for close encounters. Uh, there was so a great good. run of like '90s arcade beat 'em ups where they tried to uh, tie like the movie time, where it was like this, like they did for RoboCop, and they're like. Oh, this is uh, a beat 'em up, but we're just gonna throw like different sprites on it. I think like Acclaim did a lot of these, where it's just like almost like a sprite swap, and they're like they're not good, but like you could be Robocop, you could have a gun, and you could punch people. I think they did one with uh, Batman, and I want to say Predator might have had one. So, uh, Aliens versus Predator, the Capcom beat 'em up arcade game, uh, was that, and it. So you played as either like different color palette swapped predators and i think they had different weapons as well or, or yeah. you played as humans with uh like special abilities usually through uh, uh like like cybernetic implants and uh the final boss was obviously the queen uh alien so you know you had you had your own get away from her you bitch moment you know so it's weird because i feel like they cracked that code with uh metroid of like how to do like a good space fantasy sci-fi side-scrolling mm. like shooter uh, and they're like let's take that but instead of doing any of the good stuff we're just gonna make it a a, a weird uh amalgamation of like this is why nobody trusts like movie tie-in video games anymore either dude like they've, they've lost all credibility like in the 90s where they're like this is a cash grab you might as well just call the game cash grab and then like a picture of like whatever like was hot at the time like we're still seeing it with like uh the avengers game <laughs> it's like mm. yeah this is a cash grab app game like uh basically we want to turn this into an atm that takes money out of your pocket it gives it to us yeah yeah that's uh, i'm glad you mentioned the avengers because where beat-em-ups are right now they're kind of having a bit of a resurgence um especially because streets of rage 4 came out last year or it might be no i think it was last year i'm trying to think of the exact date um but with the pandemic man everything's one. kind of blended together uh streets of rage 4 uh it'll be here yeah yeah there it is <laughs> um, so but fantastic fantastic just reboot um sega really took an engine that was made for a, a different game and then just 
added added to it um had great animation uh you had all of your favorite streets of rage characters back you had axel who you who everyone who's played streets of rage knows bow knuckle and uh we got blaze uh we got like skates not not like in the story but they have um adam the first from the first game he's back and his daughter kind of takes skates spot from streets of rage 2 um but such a fun game uh it was the first time streets of rage had four player co-op uh the music was banging uh some of the boss fights were just very creative uh the final boss fight was was epic and on a whole new scale when playing streets of rage 4 i was like i have missed this feeling you know of just being i played through all of it online and i just missed the feeling of conquering like seven levels you know of just insurmountable odds with a buddy and then just being done with it for the day you know what i mean it's like it it was the perfect bite-sized game where that amount of fun you can always come back to and have that same amount of fun uh, you didn't yeah, need like the sweeping like eighteen hour game, you know. It it was just this this could be played in like under three hours, good to go. But uh, yeah, man. So let's 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 talk about beat 'em ups. I I think that. So let me ask you: mm. Was it as fun without having to get quarters in? Like, where was the? Because I feel like a lot of those early arcade cabinets are designed yes. to eat your quarters, and like yes, the the skill gap is like ridiculous, like the curve on them, where it's just like, yeah, it's, we're going to have like a ridiculous dumpster truck of like a uh, challenge here to get more quarters out of you. Like I felt that way, like with double dragons, where it was like the controls were tight, but the hitboxes were even tighter where it was like super <laughs> unforgiving, especially like with the the planes where like you could never tell if somebody was like in front of you or behind you uh, with the I, way things are set up. See, I, I never had a plane issue. And, and I think maybe it's, it's because I played so much of them, but even with like Double Dragon, I never had a plane issue. I get uh, like I know playing with other people who don't didn't play as much as I did always are like I don't know where I am. But the, the when you look at the shadows, you know it's yeah fine. It usually and, takes me like a little bit to get back into it where I'm like oh what, why am I not hitting this guy? I'm like oh I'm, yeah he's a little above me and I'm like it'll take me like five ten minutes to like reacclimate right, to that right. style of game. So but, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no. Uh, uh, with, with the new games, how are they keeping you like engaged without like going for quarters? Like the Com- uh, combo games? system. Uh, right now, a lot of the beat 'em ups have a very intricate combo system where you can keep the enemy like juggled. Um, there's a lot of them have like have like different defensive mechanics because in most most beat 'em ups in the 90s, you don't have any defense at all. You you just get yeah. hit. You have to like dodge and jump away. Um, or something, or uh, you just would take uh, it. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. So they have uh, a little more intricate mechanics just to gamify it a little bit more, and that takes when that takes like it adds a a skill gap where you could still die, but you don't feel like you need to pump in quarters for extra lives. If that makes sense. Uh, one beat 'em up that came out in the '90s that added a defensive move um, would be Super Double Dragon for the uh snes it was a remake of the original double dragon but with two players and uh and i'm just gonna put like a little clip of the first level theme because it was such a banger right here and i'll give it like three seconds okay there it is and uh 
but you had a counter move. So um, you put your counter up, enemy attacks, and you get and you like grab them, and then you can do a, a, an attack like for them, and they can't do it. So adding a counter, the game plays a lot slower than the original Double Dragon, but adding that uh, counter made it so much more methodical, and it worked very well for it. So I think that um, without quarters, uh, game developers have had to just expand on the combat system more to make it worthwhile. I feel like that and like a story is huge. Like for like the new Mortal Kombat games, like those stories are fucking insane, dude. <laughs> like I was playing like a, mm-hmm. the new Mortal Kombat like on the Switch. I borrowed like my uh, the Professor's Switch and I was like, oh, let me try this out. Uh, not the best experience. Like the game looks like ass on the Switch, but the story was insane. Dude, like Raiden was like time traveling. They're trying to like re like uh fix like the uh the realms the or some shit. Like, yep. Yeah, they're fixing the timeline to get back to the OG Mortal Kombat. Like uh it, it, I feel like a good story and a beat 'em up goes a long way. Like we've come a long way from like people's girlfriends getting punched in the solar plex or like carried away in a convertible. Which Please is play all... that right here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, I feel like uh that's like all the motivation you need, man. It's a simpler time. We're like you're like this guy's uh jocking on my girl, like we gotta go get my bro and uh, beat up his whole gang. I feel like there was like a, a big, like it's almost like a, like in writing the, the cab, like the heroes, like save the dog moment. I feel like yeah. for a villains, like you need the uh, punch, like a lady in the gut moment to be like, that's all I need. I'm going to kick all of these guys' asses. Like there's something uh, very primal about that where it's like, it's, it's like, just like really good, like single story panel telling you know like it's like we have one panel to like get you hooked in and like play this game uh versus all the other like beeps and bops that are going on at like uh an arcade it's the damsel in distress trope which a lot of people are saying is lazy writing but you have to admit the reason why it became a trope is because it's very effective um you know someone punches somebody you care about you're gonna go beat beat their ass you know um and beat em ups really personify that. And around that time, there were a lot of uh, action movies coming out where the you know main martial arts star um, is facing against a, a villain, and there's typically a damsel in distress or a child or like some sort of hostage yeah, situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it it works out, you know. Um, so I I think that it that it lends itself to. Um, a hall pass, if you will, for a story because you're just beating the shit out of like 900 dudes. And I absolutely love the fact that you ever think about being a character in the in a beat 'em up, but like being it's an a enemy. background character. Oh, the enemy. Even, no, I mean like an enemy. So you have you. It's you and your in your 40, 40 boys, right? You're just at the bar, just chilling. Bro. This dude comes running up, you know, with with his buddy, and you're all like, "There's 40 of us." You can't stop this, and they then they wipe <laughs> the floor with you, right? And then you're, and then, but here's the thing: you all wait your turn too to fight them. So yeah. you're just in there, you know. <laughs> Let's make it fair. Everybody line up. <laughs> exactly. It reminds me of like a. I don't know if you ever saw a movie Unbach. Uh, yes. Yep. Where he's like, "Where's my elephant?" Like I can just imagine like the guy writing, and he's like, "Where's my girlfriend in the bar?" We're like. I don't even know who you are, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> raise uh, the hands up. Raise uh, them up. Ungback Ung was the first Tony Jaw big movie. Uh, Tum Yum Goong is what you're thinking of, which was uh, The Protector, where he was looking for oh. his elephant. And uh, there's an ama- amazing scene oh, where he oh. 
breaks everyone's bones. Yeah, he breaks everyone's bones. And then it's like he, Family uh, 13, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Family 13 was great. Uh, yeah, I think they made like a couple of sequels, dude. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Uh, the Protector and 2. All the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Protector 2 came out, and uh, it, it had Tony Jaa pairing with the chick from Chocolate. And um, oh, okay. the RZA is the main bad guy in The Protector 2. It was not a good movie. It had like the lady was... from Chocolate's not a good actor, dude. I don't know what people were thinking putting her in stuff, bro. Like, uh, she she works for action stuff. Like there's Iron Phoenix. Yeah, she and, has great physicality. She sells like all the fight scenes and stuff really well. But like every speaking line she has, and like you know Arnold made a whole career out of it. Like Unbach, like uh, you kind of get a pass like when it's like subtitles and stuff. Like Value Thirteen, like that guy's acting's not good. But it's uh, hardcore popcorn. David Bell, yeah. So, yeah, David Bell's acting. No offense to David Bell. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, you did the best you could uh, with the material you had. Like, everybody, like, miscast. Like, sometimes you need, like, better actors in there, too. Like, I, I feel like the one. Yeah. Had, you can't make a popcorn movie with David Bell and cast someone else. That, that's the thing. David Bell's, like, the godfather of popcorn. You can't. <laughs> like, like you, yeah. you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, but Cyril uh, Rafili, the uh, he was one of the twins in uh, uh, Enter. Not it's the dragon movie with Jet Li. It's gonna bug me that I can't name it. Um, Red Dragon? No, no. Mm. We're gonna edit this because I'm. Gonna- <laughs> tell, me, tell me, explain like what's happening in the movie, dude. So uh, Bridget Bridget Fonda, Jet Li, and. Uh, uh, Romeo must die. Nope, that was Aaliyah. Uh, let's see, we're gonna edit this shit out. Kiss I'm of the Dragon. Kiss, Kiss of the, of the dragon. dragon. Okay. Um. So he gently fights twins, which the twins are played by uh, uh the guy from B thirteen who was the cop. Yeah. Uh, that guy's. I think he's actually a great actor. Um, we just don't see him much because he's French, you know. But yeah. he's a phenomenal physical actor. And, they have the same um, scene like uh in Kiss of the Dragon where like he enters the cop station, uh mm-hmm. much like the bar scene you just described, where he opens up the gym and then like the guy just like locks the door where he's like and they all yep. like line up to find him. Yep. Uh, yep. They're like, uh, all right. They're like, we're literally training for this exact scenario, bro. You just messed up on every level walking in here, and he's like, uh no. You messed up. Yep, yep. Uh, great, Kiss dude. of the Dragon had that famous scene from the trailer where they k- he kicks a billiard ball directly at at the camera and it just bounces off some dude's head. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's what beat 'em ups do though, um, and, and it's why we'll talk about the progression of the genre and what it became. But um, I love martial art movies. Um, I have the entire Shaw Brothers collection which is over a hundred movies. Um, you know, uh, I love like the Bruce Lee era, uh, Jackie Chan era, um, Jet Li, early, early Donnie Yen and current Did Donnie Jet Yen. Did Jet Li get any beat up games? I feel like Jackie Chan had a couple and like Jackie Chan had, uh, Jackie Chan Stuntmaster and, uh, he had the one uh, on the PlayStation. Yeah. Right? That one was Stuntmaster. Besides... Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Uh, he also had like the one based on the Jackie Chan Adventures, which yep. like the Game Boy Game Boy Advance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, J- Jackie Chan did. Uh, Bruce Lee did. Jet Li had uh, Rise to Honor. Uh, and then if we're if we're going, that like, like a, it's a newer game too, right? That came that was, out on like, uh, PS- PlayStation 3? Two, P- PS Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So and then the other one, uh, Donnie Yen has not had a game yet, 
which which I don't know about mobile. I feel the Ip Man movies were so popular that he may have a mobile game out there where you. I bet he has games Man. in China. Yeah, um, but like, you also I feel had like he's such a star there, dude. Like he's huge yeah. over there, and like he has so many like great movies, and like nobody over here cares about him, bro. Like, like they do uh, now. Ip Man really gave him the clout. But uh, you're right. I I've been a Donnie Yen fan since, since the early '90s. Man, he was yeah. the main bad guy in Once Upon a Time in T- China too. So he fought like directly against Jet Li, and that was one of the yeah. best final fight scenes of all time. It's great. Yeah, he's also the uh, bad guy. Well, American audiences will remember him from. Uh, he's always upon- playing the bad guys, like from he, Shanghai Hearts or Shanghai. Maybe it was uh, him trying to get like a baby face turn, like is what turned people off. But like, I don't know. I, so I it's, feel like uh, it's really hard to break into American cinema. Um, for yeah. like, so, so you, you only have, you only get like one, like, like years ago in like the seventies, you had like one black star, you know, now you get like one yeah. Asian star and it's getting better, but obviously it's not there yet. Cause Tony, Josh, like, should be bigger. Um, I, bro, I keep hearing this from everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the top 100 films yep. and it's like the same 30 people in all of them, like directing, yep. starring in. Like it, it is so hard. Like it's like a the eighty twenty rule. Like where eighty percent of the work's done by like twenty percent of like the people yes. out there. I, w- I would say it's even smaller. Like in Hollywood, where it's like you know ninety nine percent of like all the movies are like cast like the same one percent of actors that yeah. are available. And it's not that like any of the other actors are bad. It's just that they basically look at it as like a winning formula of like money generation. They're like, oh, we know if we have like this star. We know if we have a Donnie Yen, we're going to do this much money. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they're hoping for. Uh, and they're not going to take like a chance on some other really talented uh, actor. Yeah. And be like, oh, well, this would, he would also fit, but we can get Donnie Yen and we can just pay him, you know, 20, 30 million. Yeah. And yeah. So uh, it's like, you'll just see like a list, like all, all of his movies and stuff. Like, same with like Jackie Chan, where like that guy has like, damn near 140 movies like and it's like just him where it's like yep. he does his own stunts that's kind of his gimmick that he got over with uh, he writes directs he does everything yep. he, sings. he sings yeah pop <laughs> yeah. star yep yep so yeah the like like hollywood wise he like it that's a whole different pod man it it really is but uh, <laughs> like tony jaw just didn't hit as big as he could have because of a uh, contract that he had with his studio that produced Ong Bak, he was like tied into it. So he couldn't, he has to do X amount of films for them. So he tried to get out of it by becoming a Buddhist monk. And, yeah. uh, but they're all like, nah, nah, you still got to fulfill your contract. So that's why there's like this slew of just shitty Tony Jaa movies. Um, and that really drove his stock down because right after Ong Bak, he, and um, Tum Yum Goong, he could do no wrong. He wanted to work with yeah. Spielberg. He wanted to be cast in Indiana Jones 4. Um, um, and I feel like Jackie Chan had like a similar problem. Uh, uh, that, that stopped really early for him though, because um, yeah, he had the... yeah, like it's like Fearless Hyena one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he filmed that as like a banger, and then he like Fearless Hyena two. It was like the studio still had the rights to make it two, but like he didn't want to do it, so they reused like a bunch of footage from like Fearless Hyena one. I'm like watching them back to back. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I looked it up online. I was like, oh yeah, contracts. Uh, Fist of Fear or his version of Fist of Fury, uh, the remake for for Bruce Bruce Lee's was uh definitely not something he wanted to do um but you know he he bounced back and then he had uh you know rumble in the bronx which you know gave him the late launch pad into american cinema he was also in cannonball run 
yeah. as well, of course. But, uh, you know, it's a bit part where, you know, people nowadays know it, but I don't think people would really have, have noticed him before. Uh, yeah. and, and for him, he's just a stunt, you know, he, he just considers himself a stunt man. He's like, like, I, I do it. Do all the stuff. Happen to act. <laughs> yeah. Happen to act. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, shout out to Jackie Chan, like nobody, yeah. nobody better on so, that. The first Mortal Kombat movie mm. is amazing. How did they drop the ball so bad on Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation? No dude? no respect for the license or the fans. That's how. Um, yeah. The first movie did well because it, like, there's actually some respect for the source material. There's some respect for the fans. And, and they uh, realized that the move, Mortal Kombat is just Enter the Dragon, yeah. plot-wise. It, it, Enter the Dragon's already made. It did game yeah, fantasy based Enter the Dragon, like with yeah. supernatural elements. Yeah, uh, I also heard like, the guy, uh, the actor, did uh, played Raiden, uh, Christopher Lambert, of, the Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he like brought everybody together because they're all kind of like stuck on that island, uh, and he was like, "All right, everybody, let's just do drinking," and like he just set it up like a party island. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's like, he kind of came to it like as like a a joke almost, where he's like, "Oh, this is campy. This will be fun," uh, yeah. and like that kind of like love of. Uh, the the material like the source material we're like we know this is silly and we're just gonna have fun with it like yeah. uh yeah it's good it made it made for a great movie like so yep yep and, and, and i'm glad you're, builds, you know yeah yeah i'm glad you're blending fighting games and beat-em-ups because that because we talked about uh fighting games on a previous pod uh beat-em-ups and fighting games are brother and sister you know they're yeah. they definitely there's parts of one that go into the other and vice versa. Mortal Kombat. Oh, man, I thought we were talking about brothers and sisters. It's fucked up. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Like <laughs> <laughs> a weird turn there. More, all right, You're my fault, my fault. Oedipal <laughs> complex, you know, aside. <laughs> um, the, got me off track. We're not taking any parts of any brothers and sisters and putting them together here. But, all right. Mortal Kombat like, ventured uh, off with um, it's like Shaolin peanut butter monks. and jelly. Okay, yeah, peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, Mortal Kombat Shaolin monks came out, which took the Mortal Kombat license. You played it and played as Liu Kang and, and Kung Lao, and made a one of the best beat 'em ups ever made. Man, you had it. It took the fighting game formula. It took the story because Mortal Kombat has always low key had the best story of any fighting game. Yeah. Even even in the nineties, if you actually look at the lore, it's it's actually really goddamn good. Um, they took Liu Kang Kung Lao and you fought a zillion out outworld you know bad guys, and it was great for it. Um, Mortal Kombat tested it before with Sub Zero Mythologies as a uh, like side scrolling kind of action game. It was. It's similar to beat 'em up, but used the MK uh, three engine, I believe. It might have been two. It might have been a weird um, okay, uh Do like, you remember that weird ass uh, Mortal Kombat TV show? Yep, Mortal Kombat Conquest, starring the yeah, original it's... Kung Lao, uh, the great Kung yeah. Lao. Yep. Uh, I used to watch that all the time. Uh, <laughs> yep, and uh, it was kind of weird time too. Like I had to be up at like three a.m. on like a weird channel like that's you watching the reruns on sunday nights at that 2 yeah. or 2 45 a.m on the wb it came out yeah. at uh uh it came out on saturdays at nine central i believe i i that was like one of the first shows like i marked man to watch 
It was like okay. Mortal Kombat Conquest, and the next day you have Sunday. If you missed it, you watch uh, Hercules and Xena first, and then you watch whatever Gene Rod- Roddenberry shows, usually like Final Conflict or something, right after at midnight. And then you you hold out, you watch an infomercial for like uh, the rotisserie cooker until 2.45 a.m., then you get Mortal Kombat Conquest, yeah, you watch the half hour. No, I don't. I don't. I love that commercial, though. You, you watch Mortal Kombat Conquest, you go to bed, you wake up um, way too early for school the next day, super tired, but you did it um, yeah i think that yeah. just that is like how good the story of mortal kombat is where like they could have these weird like uh sub-zero mythologies or they could like uh make a weird tv show and you're like oh this is pretty good <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Even, like uh and they can have like a movie and like all this other stuff and like even the game like right now like i was saying with like they're trying to fix the timeline and all this stuff like there's so much craziness in there and it, it feels like they finally got to the point where they're embracing that yeah uh and like I don't like kind of tying it all back around. Like that's what made like a lot of these beat em ups like really good. Like the story was like kind of paper thin for the time, but like, that's all you need. Like you need like quick hooks to get people in. Uh, and so like when you could get like a property, like the, the X-Men fighting game, uh, they had elements from that IP that like, if you weren't a fan of, like it just kind of looked cool. You're like, Oh, I guess we're fighting this robot dude. And it's like, no, those are Sentinels. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a bunch of stuff like going on, like in like with Ninja Turtles where it's like, uh, they had like the deep cuts with the cartoon tie-ins where it's like yep. uh, this what I, I enjoyed about the new Ninja Turtle movies. Have you watched those? Um, unfortunately, have you, have you yeah, the Michael Bay, Michael Bay, the two Michael, Michael Bay, Bay movies. Uh, Out of the Shadows, the second movie was much better than the first because I thought of- they're both great. All right, yeah, and we just lost all, any subscriber we've had. Uh, so thanks for watching or watching and listening to the Combo Wombo podcast. This will be the last episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, um, Out of the Shadows had Bebop and Rocksteady, and it leaned into being like a cartoon, which was yeah. much better. Um, I, there's major issues with the movie, and there's major issues with production. But let's let's hear your reasoning why it was great. <laughs> oh, they're just great movies. But like, I felt like the. Two was where they wanted to go from the beginning, but to get there, you had to start and ground it in like realism, right? So I don't think you, so. had to, you don't think that he had a <laughs> no. master plan. From this. I think he did. I think he, I think he was like, oh, this is where we want to go, but we have to like have like a slower like drip in for the first movie. Otherwise, like, like it's a, it's like a roller coaster ride, man. You can't just start at the top and like drop down. Like you're like we have to like slow build into like. uh what we want to do with these more fantastical elements. Like when we have like interdimensional beings, <laughs> bro, like, you got turtles who mutated from an ooze that the martial arts, like you're, it's already gone. It's already off the rails. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. Like they do this with like a lot of superhero movies, right? Where they like have to retell the origin story over and over again. Like all we have is like, you know, a plethora of origin stories. Like, <laughs> uh, like this was going to be the big bid for like that big, you know ninja turtle world bro and like i enjoyed it nobody else is doing ninja turtles uh at this point i'll the take it i'll take what nickelodeon, i can get. the nickelodeon 3d show is pretty good actually that's why i hear yeah so i mean i mean i watch it with my it's kids better than the michael bay movie 100 <laughs> percent. not gonna watch it it's <laughs> all right it's all right doesn't have explosions like i'm not in it there's it's, explosions in it okay, i can tell you that yeah, it's pretty good. Like, especially the first series that's complete. There's, like, a newer one that um, uses a different animation style, but the first, like, Nickelodeon crack at it was fantastic. Um, and it was uh, based we, off the 3D movie. <laughs> we kind of touched on this for um, 
other games before where it's like uh for DLC and whatnot, where it's like if you want these creators to keep making the games, like boredom, but like that might be sending the wrong message where it says like you want more of like this janky DLC or like bad costumes. I feel that way about like Ninja Turtles. We're like, I want live action Ninja Turtles, so I have to support it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it was that great, but I say the same thing. It's like my one buddy, she was like, Oh, I'm taking my daughter uh, to go see Jurassic Park. What do you think? I'm like, does your daughter like dinosaurs? She's like, yeah. And I was like, it's the only game in town with dinosaurs, baby. Like, you have to go to it. Like this is true. Like that's the big selling point of like Jurassic Park at this point is like, do you want to see live dinosaurs? Because like, there's no where else to get that. And it's like, unfortunately when it's like a weird, like horror, like scary thing, like I would pay good money to just watch. And they had like the IMAX experience or whatever, where it's just like, here's dinosaurs doing dinosaur shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is what's up. Uh, so I think there's like a market for like dinosaurs just being there, like in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles is good, bro. No, not- no, you don't. You do not get to make that <laughs> that connection. <laughs> My- Michael Bay's peanut peanut butter butter and jelly, bro. bro, that's that's peanut peanut butter and fucking sardines, man. That just doesn't work. Not everybody's cup of tea, bro. So you just got to toast the bread. All right. Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> uh, so one of the, like the biggest things they got, like Michael Bay got wrong. Let's let's take out the fact that the turtles just look like monsters. Let's take that they out. Mutants, dude. That's literally That's teenage. That's the problem, mutants. man. I don't want to have nightmares about my childhood, like heroes. You know, like the '90s movies. And this might be old man nostalgia, but. The guys in the rubber suits looked friendly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they did, like, kid shows. They tore them around, bro. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, and <laughs> Like that. <laughs> like, put on this rubber suit. We're going to, like, dance around and but stuff. But they got, they got Shredder wrong, man. Like, you can't if you make, you could, if you make a Ninja Turtles thing, you have to nail Shredder. Uh, you you just have to. If, if, if Shredder is a giant, like, robot man, <laughs> it doesn't work. You know, I feel like you can't even get away with like the original Ninja Turtles movie today. Like where they're like, hey man, hey kids, you want to join a gang? Have some cigarettes, have some skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna go beat up people and steal shit. Like it, it was yeah. pretty dark. Like a lot of dark, it's weird legit, undertones. It was legit dark, yeah. Yeah, like, it is. But like it's supposed to be. Like I feel like we've lost some of that grit, like uh in our movies. The childhood. Where nobody, yeah, where it's like this is like a realistic problem and you should be aware of it. And we're not going to shy away from it where it's like, sometimes like people seem cool, uh, but they're actually like not having your best interest in heart. Like they're like, they will use things to take advantage of you. Right. Like it's a, you know, offering you stuff like, Oh, you're not supposed to be smoking or like hanging out skateboarding uh, (laughs) in these weird, dark underground parks. You're not supposed to like join a ninja gang, bro. Where are the parents? (laughs) (laughs) True, true. I feel I like tra- <laughs> I feel we got off track from the game part of it. <laughs> Just talking about would you join a ninja gang though? A ninja gang? I mean, would they yeah. teach me how to be a ninja? Because I think that's kind of that's kind of the selling point at that point. Yeah, it's like that of kid. Course. It's like that kid from years ago that Boondocks also made fun of. It's like, yeah, I fucks with cigarettes. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like I fucks with ninja gang. <laughs> yeah, all right. I feel like yeah. we're both. This is the problem. <laughs> this is why you can't remake that movie today, dude. Because you would have like men 
a grown ass middle aged man like joining ninja gangs, starting underground ninja gangs. That's the thing. <laughs> like someone, someone random's just gonna listen to this pod. Go. I took I took taekwondo as a kid. Let me just go make my own dojo and just start doing crimes. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do ninja gang. Like, uh, you can't tell anybody about ninja gang. Right, right. It's it's, it's, it's a rule fight one club, for sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, disclaimer at the bottom here. Do not join a ninja gang, no matter how cool it <laughs> <No>. sounds. <laughs> Did you watch that episode of South Park where they uh, started becoming ninjas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was going to end up with that, dude. Like, ah, oh, we're getting so much respect as ninjas. Like a, a terrorist organization. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. So back to beat-em-ups. <laughs> no, um, did you play that new uh beat em up where it's like a fan made game with final fight where it has like all the characters no but there's that uh, i mean like mugen has been a thing forever or not mugen yeah. uh, uh beats of rage and people have made other beat em ups on top of it but no i haven't played the final fight one it's supposed to be good i haven't either i just thought <laughs> an honorable mention here good topic i know it's like, I know it's like I know it's like huge, like that that movement of people who love that game. Like, mm. like so that's your honorable mention that and we haven't played it and we're probably not gonna play it or seek it out. I might I might play it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh like like I said, Jordan, like, have you played like the Final Fight series though? Because I, I feel like when we're when we're talking about beat 'em ups, you have to mention Final Fight. Um I played it, it was the one to the, beat. See, so my experience with most beat 'em ups has been like arcade machines. I okay. played some fight em, uh, final fight while I was waiting for Chinese food. Uh, they, <laughs> and that was that was it. Like I have it like, uh, and then I also played some more final fight while I was waiting for laundry. At one point, I also played the my experience <laughs> with final fight was um, we my family lived in an apartment at the time. The apartment's washer and dryer was broken, so we had to go up the street to the laundromat. The laundromat had a uh, uh, final fight. Um, and then there was like a Neo Geo cabinet with uh, like Samurai Showdown too. So it was either yeah. I was playing that or the final fight. So I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, final fight. When that came out, uh, it was post street fighter two. Um, and it had giant sprites. You, it had um, special moves where you had to input certain buttons um it had a pretty pretty graphic uh like you know for that time where like the you were strapped to a chair and you're and the continue screen like it was counting down there was like a it was a bomb was about to go off yeah so i mean that was that was pretty big um and to have my one ninja gaiden reference for each podcast episode (laughs) um uh one of (laughs) ninja gaiden had a arcade version uh where where if you got a if you're to the game over screen, it was very famous where uh Ryu was on a table and there was a saw blade going to cut him in half. So yeah. so beat him ups kind of, you know, got got away with a lot of like more risque things that um old politicians like Joseph Lieberman and and stuff of, of that era like skipped over when they were just going after Mortal Kombat for the the, the games are too violent thing, which unfortunately has come back up in the state of Super Illinois. Hard. Yeah, Illinois, yeah, I think, was just looking for a way to tax online DLC purchases, and they did it. So, 
I think they just want more tax money. I think that's what it comes down to. Well, a politician recently came out and was like, we need to ban the sale of all violent video games and specifically is going after GTA 5. I'm like, dude, that came out like 10 years ago. <laughs> still popular. Everyone's yeah, still playing no, there it. There he is. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But there's... Yeah. Like I saw this YouTube video of a man shooting a horse at a tanker truck. This is yeah. a terrible game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, like people don't get that games are escapism. Escapism. Putting Thomas the Tank into this game. <laughs> True. Shrek is running around beating up people online in GTA Five right now. We need to <laughs> ban this. Stop for sure. But uh, I think that the beat 'em up genre was did so well because it was nine times out of 10 was a co-op experience. You could always play it with like a friend, a, a yeah. brother, a sister. Um, that's why it was so big. It, it was, you weren't in direct competition with each other. So there was no like skill gap. Co-op, and you, you weren't getting, you weren't getting your ass handed to you all day. Like in like street fighter or something. You, you were so I feel this about um, Valheim. Like people are like, why did this game pop? Why is it like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a jump. No, we're, Oh, let me tie it together, bro. I'm going to okay. bring it around, put a nice bow on it, and sure. then we're going to lead right back in. Uh, yeah, people are like, how did this sell so many copies and stuff? And I was like, the real magic about this game is like it's cooperative, and I've always felt like any game you're playing with your friends, you're going to have fun with. And I've always, at least as I've gotten older, I only look at like online video games as like a chat interface for hanging yeah. out with my buddies now at yeah. this point. Uh, and like that's that's the real magic. If you can get people off of like the other you know top games like League of Legends or Apex or you know uh, Minecraft, you can like get everybody in like one server, and we're all doing like the same thing. We're gonna have a great time no matter like what it is, like what we're playing. Uh, and like beat 'em ups, you know, you get that like shoulder to shoulder cooperative yeah. experience, and like you can have a really good time like uh, with them. But they don't really lend themselves well to the single player experience, you know. True, true. I, I think that uh, that's, that's a very good point. magic happens is like when you're with your buddies and you're taking on gangs of ninjas and you're like running into bars, fist fighting people. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, something something to be said about that. Um, you're right, you're right. Uh, but that ties into like some of the game dev aspects that we like to cover on the on the show as well. Of you know, adding like even some sort of co-op to your game if it if your game can support it it's i feel it's always a good idea um you never i don't think you're ever going to go wrong having some sort of co-op element uh obviously there's exceptions to what i just said but i don't know i've heard like a there was a gdc talk with this guy where he's like why your game sucks or whatever and he's like he's a publisher and he's like i will never like uh buy into co-op games He's like, they always demo great, like on the floor of like packs or, you know, uh, whatever, like big game expo there is. He goes, yeah. but like nobody buys them. Cause like, like you're saying, like you have to really nail down like that online multiplayer aspect yeah. where it just needs to work. Like it, it just works. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's what you need. Like you need it to be like, I, I need integration of like my friends list and I need to be able to like snappily connect to like whatever we're trying to do. Yeah. And, like, we talked about that with like fighting games and stuff with like Killer Instinct, where like the net code has to be really tight. Uh, yep. I don't think it has to be as tight for something as like a beat 'em up game. Like, yeah. But I don't know. And I also don't want to see anybody making beat 'em up battle royales. 
No, that sounds awful. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> there was uh, <laughs> there was a game for the Xbox called um, Iron Phoenix, and uh, it was it was like a 16 player arena brawler, and it had some some similarities to a battle royale. So it it could it could work, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd rather I'd rather not. So what um, you do is you start a lobby with 16 of your buddies, and you start a ninja gang. And then you yep. have to fight all the other ninja gangs around the world <laughs> in a battle royale situation for control of the city. You have to get to the city center, to the TV station to take it over and spread your ninja message. Yeah, yeah. But let's, we're getting to the point where <laughs> what? <laughs> you were, Robocop was there. Did <laughs> you notice that every rundown city that you're fighting through in 90% of the beat em ups is actually just Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like Detroit had an image bro. problem. <laughs> For sure. Or like, you know, when those like major factories left, like, it was basically like if anybody you could like get out got out. And then if yeah. you couldn't, like, you just kind of in there and you're doing the best with what you got. True. True. Uh, when and when uh, the grid goes down, the first like the city you have to look out for is Detroit because they're going to be the first city where like cannibals come out, like cannibal roving cannibal gangs. I think they have the all the ones that are going to be manufactured cars. <laughs> I think they're going to be thriving. I think like they're already yeah. been living it for so long, where they're right. just like, like, oh, did you hear everything shut down? They're like, eh, nothing new. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Detroit low key, Detroit low key, the the uh, the the bastion of the pandemic i feel like i don't know it, it seems like that also like creates like that sense of community and stuff and like for better or worse that's where you end up with like people uh like i'm mean, more like gang problems and stuff too where it's like you don't have a lot of options and then like people offering you to join a ninja gang seems way more tempting, way more tempting. <laughs> like you guys sit around smoking and skateboarding all day like i'm in <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys got me at Ninja Gang, right, uh, right? Yeah, man. Like, uh, but they're, they're, like, there's a lot of like really good people just you're doing the best with like that situation. Uh, yeah. Of, but then, like, at the same time, like, um, me and the professor talked about this at one point where we're like, um, we should start a moving company that helps relocate people uh, from rural areas to like places with like good jobs that they would have the skills for. Uh, and I was like, bro. People won't even move when there's a fucking hurricane coming. I don't think me and our truck are gonna like you, me and a truck aren't gonna help people like get out of like their location to like a new place. Dude. Like so I don't know. Some people are just old and they're stuck in their ways and they're not gonna want to move. Like it's a good see a lot premise. of people right now, like Yeah. I was gonna say it's a good well, premise the, for a beat em up. Truck? You you and you and the professor are big dudes, but you just walk up, just fists <laughs> just good. You're gonna move out of here for better opportunity or else, you know. No, but, it's like um it's a beat em up, but you're the bad guy. Like, you know how you can yeah. always like smash yeah. windows and pick up items. Yep. It's like that. Like where we're like, we drive a truck, you stop. And then like, you like run out and like, you like break through windows and like you start grabbing stuff and loading it into the truck. And it's also like <laughs> a weird item management. It's like a, a grid system, like the uh, old resident evil where you like, get the Tetris <laughs> place blocks in there. That, that, that's actually a good idea, man. Uh, we should we yeah. maybe look into that. Oh, we, talk. we have to cut this yeah, part of the pod for <laughs> sure, man. Patent pending. Nope. <laughs> Don't steal our idea. I think we could do this. I think we could knock something out here. Yeah, man, it'd be interesting. I haven't actually made a, a beat 'em up, even like prototype, just because like the combo system seemed hard as a single dev. But I mean, you know, it could be could be good. Uh, uh, we need a name for it, dude. That's true. 
It's true. Ninja gang. <laughs> Com- <laughs> I mean, we got Combo Wombo just right here. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Combo Wombo, the movers. <laughs> uh, presents but, the movers. Right, right, right. All right. So, but let's let's go to where beat 'em ups went. Um, so after they were in vogue in the late '80s, early '90s, um, they started to fall by the wayside with the advent of 3D. Um, you had also like the like home fighting consoles. And home consoles, yes, because uh, beat 'em ups by nature were pretty shallow. Um, yes, yeah. and reviewers would just rip in. So I'm going. You could beat this game in 20 minutes. Don't buy it. Don't pay fifty dollars for this. Um, yeah. So the games started coming out fewer and far be- further between. But um, what they became are your like today's hack and slash games. You got your Devil May Cry's, your Ninja Gaiden reference number what three <laughs> Ninja Gaiden's, <laughs> uh, Bayonetta, uh, without beat 'em ups um, as the blueprint. You wouldn't have um, these hack and slash 3D action games, really. And the ones that, such as like Devil May Cry, really uh, has its roots in beat 'em ups. Like you have juggle combos, things like that. Some beat 'em ups in the 90s had juggle combos. You had. I love the Devil May Cry series. I've yeah. played and beat all of the games. I couldn't tell you anything about Devil May Cry. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't know. There's something so satisfying about that combo system mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, New Devil May Cry. And like, I would just, I would beat the game and I'm like, oh, that's good. And then, like, I don't know. It was like that whole music was game. It's a enough. fever dream, dude. Like, it's, yeah. like, talk about like shallow plot and stuff like that is, I think the newer game, like, four, like, leaned more into like the absurdity of it. Like, that one I remember more about. And maybe it's because I played it more recently. But it was five? like, uh, I might have played five. Is that the one with the five TV? just came out? Five no, just came out. No, I haven't played five. Four, I think, was the last one. Okay, you uh, need to play five. It's great. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I'm telling you, like they started leaning more into the story of that. But like the first three games, there's like no story. They're like, I don't know. We're in a castle, beat everybody up. And I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do this. Devil May Cry started off as a prototype for Resident Evil Four. Okay. So that they, makes sense. It, it, Resident Evil 4 was reiterated, just had 40, 50 different iterations because they didn't know what they wanted the game to be. Because they knew they wanted Four, to. What was a banger, though? Like, that Resident was probably 4, like, the, yeah. the best game. So, like, I guess it was worth it. And we also got Devil May Cry out of it. So, yeah, very true. Like we really won. Yeah, yeah. Us, us as consumers won with that for sure. Um, yeah. Forget where I was going with this because you. <laughs> Beat-em-ups have to focus more on, like, a really good story now. Uh, and the combo systems evolved into, like, hack-and-slash games, like Devil May Cry, like mm. God of War, like uh, yeah, uh, Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, and, like, those tight controls are something to be said about. Like I said, like, it's something incredibly satisfying about, uh, like, the, the clicking like I don't know, like cookie clicker, where it's like a mindless thing, but like you, you keep seeing yeah. the numbers go up and stuff. You're like, ah, numbers go up. I'm stronger. Yeah. And there's nothing. I think a lot of games don't do this enough. Where when it get to a like a power level point where you need to level off, like a mm. where you want to feel like a badass for a little bit, yeah. and that's like where you reintroduce like those first monsters that you ran into, and you're just like one shotting the life out of everybody, yeah, like. I feel more games need to do that where they need to have like a moment to breathe of like quite a while, like 15, 20 minutes where you're just like destroying people and you're like, yes. And then like you start hitting harder uh, enemies again. Yeah. I, I feel the same problem with um, superhero movies 
right? With like Captain mm. America uh, is like going toe to toe with like GSP on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, bro, he's Captain America. He's literally just like one shot at everybody. Like, I know GSP, George St. Pierre is like a legit UFC fighter and strong dude, but like Captain America is going to knock him out in like a half a second with like the back <laughs> of his hand, dude. Like, he's literally like a superhuman strength, dude. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but bad. like, I also saw the same problem in, uh, the Netflix show Daredevil, where he would be fighting like really strong opponents, and then like street level dudes were giving him a problem. And I'm like, bro, you just beat up a gang of ninjas. Like, you know, <laughs> these dudes like working at like a restaurant aren't going to give you any issues, dude. Like, so I, I don't know. There's like a power creep problem, I feel, in video games, especially with beat em ups. True. Um, and that's just inherent in any game where you're like one versus the world especially in i would say beat-em-ups have avoided this problem by not having not power, having creep, power like, creep yeah there's no way to like level up anything like you're basically on a flat linear plane uh yeah the entire story wow i mean like there's, there's, like, there's guardian heroes which is the exception because it's it, it, it was the first beat-em-up well first one to like, outside of river city, river city. Ransom to introduce yeah. uh like a level up system <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, there's there's exceptions, of course, but yeah, you're, you're, like, you're, uh, you're right. Scott Pilgrim versus the World that game yes. that was pretty good. Yep, yep. Uh, and it just had a yep, definitely. I didn't play it, uh, but I know it's good because people it, tell me it's good. Uh, it recently had a re-release. Actually, they somehow finagled the rights back. <laughs> So definitely pick it up because it's been gone since 2011, I believe. Um, I actually dub shelled out for the limited run games um, physical edition just because I'm like I want it. So it's it's, it's going to be worth money. This is the I don't even think it's going to be worth money. It's, <laughs> it's just for me. Going <laughs> in the family vault. This is your inheritance, <laughs> children. Yeah, <Out> right. <laughs> uh, good, yeah. Um, I got right here next to my Punisher wardrobe issue number I, four. I feel we we skipped over a huge like kind of offshoot the Dynasty Warriors games. Oh shit! Because there's been a million of those. There's been a a billion, yeah, like a million of them, and uh, they take they take like the beat 'em up of the one versus you know a hundred, and you still have low level guys like hours into the game, and you're just juggling like crowds of people. I feel yep. like like where hack and slashes went with beat 'em ups, Dynasty Warriors just went the other way with it. You know, it's yeah. just like you are a god. You know, just Lubu yeah. and versus the world. Life. Yeah. Yep. So I think that they're that, that both have merits. Some people say that Dynasty Warriors is a shallow game. Like those people don't it know is. what fun is. It <laughs> is. It's a hundred percent shallow, and that's not a negative thing. That game yep. is just pure popcorn fun. <laughs> yep. So much I, like Ninja Turtles, Michael Bay's movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to respond. To that. <laughs> um, please, like, if you're watching on YouTube, um, please go to the comments below and explain to Chip how wrong he is about the Ninja Turtles, no, Michael Bay. Movies. How right I am, and how if we want, how we need a third movie, a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and somehow I don't think that's gonna <laughs> anyone's gonna really agree with you on that. I think, you'd um, be I think that Ninja Turtles could, will work in in live action. I don't think Michael Bay is the guy to do it. I think you're doing phenomenal work. I think you're doing God's work, Michael Bay. Keep at it. Stay strong. Don't <laughs> listen to the haters. 
<laughs> Don't listen to Mr. Gimpy and the haters. Yep. <laughs> That's a good band Mr. name. Gimpy and the hater can gang. We, yeah, right. Can we get Mr. Uh, Mr. Gimpy and the haters just like album art right now? Just you yeah. know, it's like <laughs> us versus the <laughs> us versus the uh, swath of three uh, Ninja Turtle fans led by Chipped Monk. <laughs> hey man, there's a lot more than three, bro. We're, three we're out three here, Michael Bay fans. Yeah, yeah. We're buying one-up cabinets. We're <laughs> supporting Michael Bay, dude. Like, yep, yep. So, what do you think of? Uh, so, beat 'em ups are definitely coming back, and I think like it's it's helped by some remasters, like uh, the Ninja Warriors um, got remastered. Um, the one-up arcade machines that you mentioned are coming back with uh, uh, the X Men arcade game, which. So the dream is to have a six-player one-up arcade cabinet of the X-Men game, but you're going to be limited to four, I believe. Uh, yeah. You have the Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time arcade game, you know, coming back. Uh, do, do you think that this will lead to, like, this generation's respect for, for beat-em-ups, or do you think it's just pure nostalgia and only people who grew up I, with it will buy it? I don't, like, we're kind of joking or whatever, like, They've always been pure popcorn fun. Yeah. So there's not like a huge depth there that will ever garner the respect it really deserves. Much like Michael Bay, it'll always be <laughs> on some gem of uh, the genre uh, where, yeah, I think the people who know will always appreciate and love them, but uh, beat them up's not Michael Bay. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it's a it's hard to tell people why they're fun and why they're important and especially if you don't enjoy that type of game or like when you sit down and you play you're like i don't get this grandpa uh but like like you said like uh their dna is like in like most games that are popular still like your dynasty warriors like devil yeah. may cry like uh there's the one versus like a city the one versus like 100 like that I mean, like we got battle royales and stuff now. Like you know, it's like yeah. it's that same idea, except instead of having AI, you're fighting other people. Uh, where the they don't understand like how groundbreaking and interesting an idea this was, like back in the '80s and '90s, of like uh, giving more pathos to the side-scrolling action game. Yeah, uh, and like I don't know, man. It's so uh, I think they're gonna be coming back just because online's becoming so much better. Yes. And like, I think there's, I think there's definitely going to be a, a movement of uh, indie developers who really try and recapture some of that online fun, like net play. I think the magic is going to be like, who can get the silliness of it. Right. Because like mm, there has yeah. to be like a certain amount of like, silly, like it, you either go like super serious where it's parody almost like RoboCop where it's like, or like hyper violent. Yeah, there's like levels to it where like on the first level it's like a serious, like gritty, uh horrifying movie. And then there's like a second level where it becomes campy. Uh but like a lot of that was uh movie producers, right? By the third movies like running around jetpacks and stuff and they because they're like, yeah. Oh, we're selling toys and stuff on this. Like, let's get them in uh to show up to WCW. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like kind of like we said about like children's movies and stuff where they're getting rid of like a lot of the grit and hard edges on stuff because they're like, don't want to take any chances. Yeah. Uh, I feel like beat em ups. You can have it be like hyper realistic and hyper violent. So like, I'm not, I'm not going to gatekeep the genre, but like, yeah. I, I would say where they, where they're in the sweet spot is when they're like 
more campy and fun and like silly where like anything could happen and does where like you'll be riding down and like also like somebody will drive a motorcycle and like it flips over and then they jump out and they're trying to fight you and you're like what is this uh, you know like yeah uh you know the Simpsons game where like Marge is running around like a vacuum cleaner, knocking fools out with that. Or hell yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're definitely there's. I, I feel like that's at the core of like a, a good beat 'em up is like some silliness. Yep. Uh, you have to have Agreed. like online play at this point. Like uh, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, with the advent of Steam remote play, like the online like barrier is less and less. You know, as time goes on. But yeah, well, like the I, mobile phones and stuff. You know, where you can. You should yeah. be able to just like jump in somewhere on mobile with like your friends. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why there's not like a way to do that. Like they have it with like other apps where you're like, oh, here's on your contact list who has like the same this app. Game. Yeah. Yeah. You you would think that would be built in at this point. Some some games do do that um back uh with like the Google Play thing, but then the privacy issues came up where yep. it's like a you don't want to give certain apps so much access. So like, they know they who my friends are. Who, you are, who your friends are. It's it's there's like a privacy thing there. But yeah, I, th- I think that could be could be good. Um, what I think that I, you hit it right on the head. This innate silliness of beat 'em ups really help. I I think what I what I want is if we take the 3D action game, I'd like a studio or an indie dev, some, someone, and it's not going to be me, unfortunately. I just, yeah. Right. It's not going <laughs> to be me, but to take a 3d action game, like the devil may cry series and add like what mortal Kombat showman monks did just add like a co-op element to it and make it online just so you can play it. Whatever. Um, that, that, you know, that may exist. I mean, Devil May Cry 5 had a like pseudo kind of co-op thing going on with it, but just, just go full bore with it. Um, yeah, so I, I think it could be good. And, and I think beat-em-ups are just a very, very important, um, bit of history for, for game, for games, for game devs to look at for why, for why something as simple as adding another player you know just yeah ramps up the fun i think they're super fun and if you're not experiencing that uh you're not playing with other people like you you get elbow to elbow shoulder to shoulder and like because like again like that's where they hit the sweet spot is like when you're there live with people enjoying something uh and having that communal experience where it has like some of that silliness and you can all laugh and just like uh enjoy it you know yeah, let's uh put a pin on this here. What is your favorite beat 'em up that you'd recommend to people? I'd <laughs> recommend it. Be, uh, or we can split it. We can do your favorite or and one you can you'd recommend to people. Man, I would recommend. I mean, you know, the, the classics kind of come. You know, the yeah. Simpsons one's pretty great. X Men, uh, Ninja Turtles, like. Uh. For me personally, I would probably say Double Dragons, uh, but okay. that's that's kind of like a time place type of thing where it's like I was the right age hitting that arcade machine and it was like had free play mode on and like yeah. playing with my little brother and I was like this is great you know so Double Dragon is a great choice it's it's a valid choice I think that you know if you play you could play the the you know original games or if you want something a little more modern you could play Double Dragon Neon which was also amazing. 
And then there's a uh, double dragon uh, four, I want to say five or like a reboot. I can't remember which number it was, but it was made by uh, uh, I want to say it was Arc System Works that came back and it was using the old sprites. Um, oh, nice. I that one I missed out on, and actually talking about it now, I am gonna go buy it. <laughs> Give it a go. Make some good games, man. They made the whole. Uh, Guilty Gear, right? Guilty Gear, um, the Dragon Ball Fighters game, uh, Blaz yeah. Blue, uh, Grand Arcs Blue works Fantasy. out there doing God's work. They are. Uh, the other, so for me, um, Streets of Rage Two is the best beat 'em up of all time. Um, that's the one I would recommend to people. Uh, if you want something more modern, play Streets of Rage Four, which um, same series. Uh, the big big part of beat 'em ups for me is memorable music, and Streets of Rage has some of the best music in the industry. Um, so definitely check it out. Uh, when I mentioned that Double Dragon game, let's uh, I'm gonna just add like a link or something to correct what I'm thinking because it's off the top of the dome. I can't really remember the fully <laughs> full fact on it. Um, so we're we're near the end of the podcast. Uh, Chip, what have you been what have you been playing this week, man? What's new? <laughs> Playing some uh, Valheim. Yeah. Uh, I touch Doom Eternal. I played uh, part of the first level. Uh, the weapons are too weak, in my opinion, dude. Like, it, it, like you have to hit everybody like with so many shots. Uh, the controls feel clunky somehow. I don't know, man. It feels like they made that game for a console, like a console, like a controller. Uh, it's just... I don't know. Like, the, you, look at like the mouse sensitivity options and stuff. Dude, there's not a lot in there for customization and stuff. It feels they have like a slow button. What's up with that? Like, you hit shift to slow down. I was like, I want to go faster, dude. What? <laughs> so yeah, like, shift is walking that game. Are you playing? You're playing 2016 then? Or are you playing Eternal? I don't know what I'm playing. It just said Doom. I clicked it. Oh, so that, that's 2016. If it says okay. Doom. So Doom Eternal is the newer one. Uh, um, and Doom 2016 is fast as hell. <laughs> um, it's fast, but I want to go faster. It needs to be about 30, 40% faster. <laughs> so one, uh, <laughs> it should you should be having raw mouse input on two of the games about the glory kills. So when you're like shooting things, you you know hit e and just like rip people asunder keep at it you know, the game gets like if you're if you're playing that's annoying to me. like the glowy kills like i just want to mow down monsters with my guns like i don't want to like get up close and personal like those things you can tell it's built for the glory kill system because like mm-hmm. those monsters move weird and i think it's kind of i mean they had like a i watched like the gdc talk about this but the animator was like talking about like using like AI to like control, like uh, how they move where it's like a different every time or whatever. And like, they build out like this beautiful system for the monsters and like how to be able to like do glory kills from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all falls apart. Like if you're just playing it like doom uh, where I'm like, I'm shooting things. And then like, after they get past a certain point of damage, like they just start like stumbling around like zombies and like, yeah. like the challenge disappears. And because I know how to first person shoot, like I walk into a room and I'm like boom 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 like all like headshots <laughs> across yeah. the room. So there's like just like a bunch of like stumbling zombies in the room and I'm like and I have to. Run. It feels like a chore to like run up and like beat up somebody that I've already shot in the face. So you have to chain those, um, and it's you could do it from like a stupid 
far distance away and it sounds like you're playing the first game you get upgrades later that in- improves movement um you get double jump you get and then shift is supposed to be dash so i don't know what the hell you're doing to walk but but shift making me walk there, there it's like it's a dash you get to air dash I, I would love to watch you play that just to see how you're doing it incorrectly. Right. <laughs> um, but stick with it. Seriously, stick with it. Because like, the further you get into it, the more unlocks, the bigger the game gets. Um, there's a reason why it won Game of the Year from like 40 publications. Like there, There's a definite reason for it. Um, but yeah. What, how about Valheim? How's that? Valheim's been uh, great. Uh, kind of like we were saying, it's like a chat interface where like, uh, that game really falls apart. Like if you try and play it by yourself, where you're like, "Man, this game kind of sucks ass." But then, like uh, <laughs> when you get in with like, a bunch of people, and you're like, "Oh, this is great." Um, I feel like it's early access. Still, it, it needs more at every like uh, level of the game. Like mm. I don't kind of it, it's broken up into like almost like a uh, you know epochs or biomes or whatever. So like. Yes. I feel like the meadow needs just a little bit more. The dark forest or black forest or whatever it's called needs a little bit more. Uh, we just got to the snow part, like after the black swamp. And the okay. snow part just feels like completely lacking. <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. nothing really to do up there. Uh, we're trying to capture some wolves right now. But okay, uh, yeah, it feels like everything could use about like 40% more building things at each level, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no. yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's great. It's a good game. <laughs> That's the nature of early access, well, though. You're gonna get. You yeah, for, yeah, for me, um, I have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been <laughs> playing uh, Super Mario Brothers 3D World. Uh, I've been playing it co-op on my Wednesday stream, and I've been playing it off-stream with my uh, four-year-old daughter. Uh, oh. Great game, great game. I, I, she, she gets it. She, she knows how to move and jump. There's like when you get to like some of the harder stages, I, like you can actually pick someone up in that game and just like run through with them. Yeah. So, so she goes, pick me up, and I was like, all right. So I grab her and we're running through the level together. Carrying her on back. Yeah, literally carrying her on my back. Uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. Uh, the level design is fantastic. The world, the different by bi- like biomes, the different worlds. Like uh, we, we just hit the desert world um they are by. after the snow after the snow snow levels um it, they were very creative um there's one level in particular that uh it's a it's a platformer section where you're just running through but it uses the old uh, mario kart music and the like mario kart uh assets from like the first game which was really cool nice. um yeah really loving it um we also um touched uh bowser's fury as well which um reviewers are correct in that that Bowser's Fury is phenomenal. Uh, if that's where the next Mario game is going with like the open world with like just a imminent threat the entire time, I'm here for it, man. It's it's really cool. Uh, Will we get Bowser or whatever the female Bowser? Bowser? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no embrace Bowser. <laughs> uh, I know, like the internet community just love Bowser, but yeah, no, that's Nintendo's probably never gonna <laughs> gonna embrace that, but. Uh, yeah, no, about, about I think I feel like Nintendo's like an old company, but I mean they they banned like a bunch of different stuff at one point. Yeah. They stopped them from doing like the peace sign for a while, like uh, yeah. and then that came back in uh the hats game, whatever that was. Odyssey. You know, Odyssey, yeah. They brought back a lot of like homages in Odyssey that uh yeah. 
Nintendo proper was like, oh, we'll never do any of this stuff uh, ever. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, there's like a little wink and a nod to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'll get to Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion 3 is was fantastic as well. Well, for Shipped Monk, I'm Mr. Gimpy. This has been the Combo Wombo Podcast. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Uh, don't these launch on Monday? <laughs>